he was so personable and polite to every truck driver. Those guys loved him and they respected him and they knew when they backed that, that was a FedEx truck in those cases, into that dock and Corey was there, stuff was going to happen and it was going to be handled well. And even if they were having a bad day, I'm pretty sure he put a smile on their face. Life experiences that are tangled in leadership. This is the 2120 Podcast. You know, we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee, talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business. And we decided to make a show about it, bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. But we are so glad you're here because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from. Well, listen, man, I, uh, I had a pretty awesome day today, um, particularly... I had a call. I, I shouldn't say a call. We did meet in person, and it was to walk somebody through their strengths finder. Now, this is a, I don't want to give away too many details, but I'm just going to say it was a female, and she has some super high powered strengths. And I'm sitting across from her. She's a single mom. She's got uh, a brood, let's just say. She's got several kids. Mm-hmm. And she's volunteering here and she's volunteering there. She's got her own business. Um, Amazing woman. And one of the things that, that we talked about today was, uh, and I just, I asked her a question, uh, and this isn't necessarily want to go with a podcast today, but I asked her a question, like, are you the best at what you do? She goes, you better believe it. And I'm like, I really like that because she was owning her abilities, but it got me thinking about something and it's rallying people around like confidence, like confidence inspires confidence. You know what I'm saying? I think arrogance is the repellent, but confidence covered by humility is, is a very attractive thing to have. And by attractive, what I mean is it draws people to it and it, and it's like, there's a transference of it. And so that, like I had pulled up this quote thinking this would be a really great podcast starter. So I'm trying to pull this together, but here it is. Now it's by a French philosopher and I'm going to really destroy his name, but I'm going to give it a shot. Right. Antoine Dussant Exupery. Okay, here's the quote. If you want to build a ship, don't drum up the men to gather wood, divide the work, and give orders. Instead, teach them to yearn for the vast sea. and endless sea. Yeah. You know it. I've, I know it. See, yeah. a lot of people have seen it probably or yeah, heard and it. I can't remember where I used it or... Because I, I literally just used it not too long ago, and we were talking about casting a vision and... Yeah. That was like that might have been the quote that I use. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, isn't that powerful, is powerful though? Yeah, for sure it is. Um, I think I think the part that hooked me when I first saw this. Now I've I've known of this quote for I don't know, call it four or five years when it first crossed me or found me. Maybe you want to say it, but it says instead teach them to yearn for not just the ocean or the sea. No, the vast and endlessly teach them to yearn for it. There's some real like substance in the word choices there. It's, I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was written a long time ago. Yeah. So like, it's not new, but yet we, we still haven't necessarily learned it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it applies like to you and I in life with like, look at building a bike trail. And, and it's kind of the same thing. It got you, it got you hooked in, into cycling. Yeah. You know, it, it opened up a new category in life for you that 
it was basically a shovel and some tools and that, that, you know, you, we, we got taught how to build this trail and everything kind of just blossomed from that. That's uh, a great, like, I think that's a good analogy because I, I don't think I would have gone there. I was thinking probably something different, but when we put the shovel in the dirt and moved the dirt, we were the whole time talking about, this is going to be so cool. Mm-hmm. What are we going to name this feature? And, yeah. and look at what we could do. And you stand there and you're dreaming with the people that you're alongside. Every one of us had like this little motion picture running through our head of what it's going to look like and feel like to try it. You know, for me, looking at some of those things and listening to like maybe Josh in particular talking like, I'm going to launch off of this. I'm like, <laughs> not this guy. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's cool from the standpoint of, passion and, and vision and taking people there with you. And, you know, in order for you to do accomplish things, you need people to go along with you. And, you know, if you need trail builders, you got to teach them like the ins and outs and, and, and show them that there's more than just moving some dirt around and, you know, 10 foot turns into 20 feet. And then before you know, it, you have half a mile before you know, you have a mile and then it, then it connects. And it's like, holy crap. But you start getting as they start to, get rolling they want more and they, and they do more and then you give them a bike and then actually they go and they ride it and they go holy crap what we just built mm-hmm. rides so awesome and it just it starts to evolve so you know like i don't know where else you want to take this but an idea just popped into my head we just started talking about it at work you know this week and it was such a great eye opener for me and it was fun to kind of just think about but the world of like what ifs mm. what if we never missed a greeting at work. Okay. What if we gave every customer an amazing experience? What if we helped every associate get better? Like, what if I didn't feel good today, but I had my crew rally around me and I, you know, because of them, I, I felt better. You know, like mm. the world of like, what ifs and like, rallying and like the, the, like you're teaching them to, to yearn for the, the, you know, the vast sea and all that stuff. Like, like what is truly possible in the, in the grand scheme of things? If everybody goes into that with what is possible, you know what I love about it? And this just popped into my head and, and I want to stay there with you. So, so I'm trying not to change it here, but the what ifs, I love it. First of all, because I think it is, it's including others into a vision. And, and again, motion pictures start running through our head, right? But there's a, there's a transition. And then like you could take this in a training room and go, okay, now let's talk when. Instead of like we're going to talk about the what if, let's talk about and make it a when. Because now we have to like lay down a strategy for it. What are we actually going to do? What are the expectations? What will, uh, what will you know, each person bring to that room in that, in that case, or to that store in that case. And and then you get into some of the nitty gritty, like, okay, this is what it would look like when we're doing this because we did the, what if now the, when, like, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really gets you, it kind of excited of truly like what is like, what is possible? Yeah. You know, like there, there was a guy at work today and I was busting his butt and, him and I have a very good relationship and he drives basically, he drives one of our trucks, but you know, basically back and forth from the warehouse to the store unloads product, drives back, picks up more product just cause it's, we have, you know, UPS FedEx shows up, comes to our warehouse, we check it in and then it goes back to the store. So like there's this full circle of life when it, when it's all said and done. 
And I was giving him a hard time, like, let's go, let's go. And like pushing his buttons. And, you know, he made a comment that he was working as hard. And I said, you know what? I don't know what, I don't know what, how, you know, how hard you are working right now. And he has what? I said, I don't know what your potential is. I'm trying to push you to see what exactly what your potential is. Like pushing him past that, that max of like, holy crap, we did five trucks today. We did six trucks today. We did seven trucks today. We did Mm -hmm. eight trucks today. Like what is that potential? If you, if you truly got after it today and you didn't lollygag, and I made a comment to him. I said, if you work as hard, (laughs) is that a good word? (laughs) That's funny. I said, if you, if you worked as hard as you ran your mouth, you'd be the best associate we've ever had in (laughs) Shields career. Like I was giving him a hard time, but like, well, what is this? What is the potential? Like how many trucks could we really realistically in a safe manner, not freaking like doing hundred miles an hour back and forth. But if we decided that one day we were going to get after it, what if we got after it today? How many trucks of freight could we get back and forth to the warehouse? Mm. And it was, it was just kind of that, you know, that challenge that we don't, we don't know. Have we ever really pushed ourselves so hard and found out truly what we are cap- capable of when it comes to this? You're not going to be invited back to the warehouse anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> I like, no, do, do I like going to the warehouse? No, but I like the guys that are at the warehouse, so it makes it good. But, you know, it's, it's like anything, you know, like... I want to run a mile. Okay, how fast can you run it? Well, I have no idea. Well, you have to start somewhere. So like you go out and you get you get a quarter mile in and like you're freaking puking because you're trying to go so, so hard. Then you start training for it. Then you 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 truly know after you put the time in like what you're capable of. And then it, it goes to, and, and gets better. So then it, it, it turns into, okay, we can do seven trucks to the warehouse. Perfect. That seems that seems really, really good. But what can we do to make our now our our job more efficient? So when we just, we back in, product is already ready to go. We just load it and it's gone instead of trying to find it and, and, st- and stage it. And then the other part is though, <clears throat> you guys got to be selling the product because now you don't want to overload your warehouse, right? I mean, isn't there like, it's, it's kind of like a dance, a choreography between the two. Oh Am yeah, I we, right? want, or I we, we want, we want, no, we want UPS to back in. We want to unload, we want to check it in and we want to put it on a truck, go back to the store. Mm. You know, the, yeah. the warehouse is just a, a place to basically house the big stuff. But it's where all our receiving is done. So sure. the product shows up, we check it in, it goes back to the store, goes on the shelf. So the faster we can get it back to the store, the faster it can get on the floor, the faster a customer can come in and actually get something if they wanted it. So there's there's like we, there's like some urgency there. But do we really know how many trucks we could really do it in a safe manner? Like we're like I said, we're not going to go flying back and forth. <laughs> but in a very efficient, like the truck backs in, we load it, he's gone. He gets to the store, unloads it, he's back. And literally it's like this is just just the process. Now, that's tiring. Like it's I doing this job, I want to make sure that he is having fun. So it's he's like it's not just a task for him. Like yeah, this is just back and forth, back and forth. I want him to have fun. And he has good banter, but there's times where, you know, I'll use the word lollygay again, like he he takes a little longer than probably what he should, but yeah, at the end of the day, like I I hope he's having fun. But it goes back to you know, like the what is possible. Like what if what if we did seven trucks every day? That'd be pretty awesome. That means we get more product back to our store, which means our, our warehouse is empty and the belt's cleaned off at the end of the day. Awesome, we win. You know, but what if we did five that day and we went, ooh man, we could we could have got we probably could have got two more if we wouldn't have had A, B, and C get in our way. And there's because there's because you're not just fighting the, the warehouse and running freight, you're fighting other trucks backed in where we need to back in. So sometimes you have to wait for that truck driver to unload his product or our product and then pull out. 
And that's a 25 minute time waster because they're never that urgent. You know, they back in and then they take their time because there's never that urgency of like, okay, I got to get on to the next stop. Yeah. It's, 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 it's slow-mo. So there's variables that come into play, but I think the, the cool thing in it, what we were starting about is, you know, like you teach them to be in on, on the water and in the ocean because they want to be there and that they love it. What if we taught, you know, truly like what is possible if you just, you buy in and you commit and you decide that I'm never going to miss a greeting with a customer. I'm going to give every customer the best customer service. Like I'm committing today to doing this. I'm going to sell at least two items to every customer, no matter what, two items where in the past I, I was really good at selling one. I'm going to sell two, every customer. Like it, it, it changes the entire game of driving sales, you know, moving the sales needle. I mean, it just, it blows the, th- that away when somebody just says, I'm going to commit to this because I see the bigger picture of why this is important. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Oh, I think all of that is cool. And I got a little sidetracked in my head there because I was imagining what he's selling two of, right? And I was thinking about what that looked like and all that. But I had a, there was a comment that I was wanting to add, you know, to that. And I'm, I'm trying to remember because, you know, I'm 50 and thoughts you evade me from moment? time to time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's late in the day and all that stuff. But, you know, it, it's, it is a, it's a level of excellence that you're talking about. But you're, you know, coming back to what the quote says, it says, don't just divide the work and drum up orders and all that. No, um, that's the task part but coming in and being able to show them the bigger picture. I do remember what I wanted to say now. And it came back to like the brand experience that you create. Like that's so important for your company, but that's Holy cow. If you're listening to this and you own a business, like this is super important for you too. Do you think that the truck drivers are happy or, or do you think they're inspired or do they're like, go, they, do they go back and talk about, dude, when we pull into shields, those guys get after it. Every time they unload us quick, they get us in and out. They're always prepared for us. They never make us wait. Like that to me is communicating a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I always say this with, when you're working with culture is that it's not just about the employees and the customers it's about the vendors and the partners that help make your business happen right that's huge and so when when you've got like guys that that do the the truck driving they see places that suck oh yeah for sure all the way up to a place like yours where it's like wow like that's an impressive thing like what do they have going there and it, it and i would hope that it would instill either a little bit of question like what do they got going what's their secret sauce or you know, something where others look at and go, man, I'd like to have a piece of that. Yeah. I, I would hope that, you know, the, the more that that truck driver comes to our, you know, our area and we're very efficient and we make his job easy. Like it, it, it helps him out during the day because they have, I mean, they have, they have to unload their truck before they can go home. Mm-hmm. So if they are fast and efficient, like they can go home early that day. Sure. Cause they've got their stuff. They got done. their stuff done. It's yeah. all, it's all good to go. But if they get to my, you know, my dock and we're backed in and we're taking our time and they're waiting and it's like, dude, like I'm, I'm really trying to get out of here today early. And the shields guys are always in the back of the dock. They're always screwing around. They're never, they never want to help me unload. Like, we can go there together. Mm. I can help you. You can help me and we can get there together faster. 
if we be, become more efficient and understand what the, what the overall, the bigger picture is. I help you, you help me. I make you more efficient. You help me be more efficient and we win together. I hope they see that. And I think they do because I think we do a really good job with that. Um, you know, there's another piece of that just real quick. And I'm, I'm remembering, a, I'm going to call him a young man because he was a young man at the time. This is going back 10 years. And I was, I'm going to say his name. His first name is Corey. And Corey was um, in the receiving area for a company I worked with. And I spent a lot of time out there just working with the guys on, you know, what their culture was. And um, Corey was a guy that we knew had leadership ability in him right at the beginning and multiple times offered, like, why don't you be like, we need you to step into some sort of leadership role. And he's like, guys, I'm flattered. I really am. I love what I'm doing right here. I'm really just happy. I just kind of want to do this. And I I don't know, there might've been some things that inside that he was afraid to admit that he was, you know, that fear or whatever, or some doubt, or maybe it was just absolute honesty. Cause that's one of the things I, I really admired about him. But here's the thing. Not only did he kick butt, like it was tough to keep up with him. Now he came from being a fitness instructor to do this job. So he's a fit guy, but he was the, like the, the, the tire flipping and the sledgehammer and the rope kind of stuff. Right. And Corey's out there. Here's the thing is he was so personable and polite to every truck driver. Those guys loved him and they respected him. And they knew when they backed that, that was a FedEx truck in those cases into that dock and Corey was there, stuff was going to happen and it was going to be handled well. And even if they were having a bad day, I'm pretty sure he put a smile on their face because he, Corey didn't have bad days. He didn't have, he didn't allow it. And I know we had like, he's a human being. So of course he had bad days. I'm just saying he never like conveyed that to those guys. He treated them with respect every time would joke around with them. What do you need here? How's your day going? Where's what's your next stop? You know, didn't delay them in that conversation, but yet made them feel like they were a human being. Because I think those guys sometimes have kind of a thankless job. Oh, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a task job. I got I got to deliver all this stuff today. You know, you, you check, check the boxes. I, I, I truly believe you, you get back what you give out, you know, and for Corey, like if he, every time someone came in was very respectful and had conversations and appreciative of what they did, even if the truck driver's having a bad day and he's had multiple interactions with Corey and Corey's always been fantastic, the truck driver will probably be a little bit better with Corey. Yeah. You know, like even if I'm completely pissed off because of the last stop I had when I see Corey, because I have a relationship with Corey and I know Corey's great, I need to be great with Corey. I can't go in there and be a dick to Corey. <laughs> like that's not fair to him, you know? So, but yeah, I, I truly believe if whatever, what you put out in the world is what you're, you're going to get back. And if you are a Corey who shows respect to every person you interact with and you interact with these people on a regular basis, they know that you're like, I need to give this back to him because he's always so good, good to me. And it makes people better that are around you. I mean, when you work with somebody like that, you're forced to get better because of the guy that's around you. Cause it's like, then you become the the jerk you know, if you're not at least stepping up to his standards of like taking care of everything, like you're just, there's a whole different level. Yeah. So you become better now because, you know, even if you're good at this and he's great, like you, you're number two now because he's number one, you know, like you need to raise your game too. But man, I, I, I truly believe, you know, we do a good job with 
the truck drivers. Um, can we do better? Absolutely. But man, if you just help them be more efficient and help them with their day and even like, you know what the funny thing is like, Hey, how's your day going today? And just have a conversation because a lot of times it's just, you're here to deliver something for us and we want you gone because we have another truck driver that's going to be here in 10 minutes. So let's, let's, let's hurry this up instead of taking, you know, and we kind of talked about this too, like, and I don't know if you and I talked about it, but you know, we're trying to find ammo. We're trying to find guns. We're trying to find all these things. And we're going through all the distributors and all the different, um, channels to get stuff. And it's not just us. It's every other competitor trying to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, you, you call this rep of the distributor distributor and you say, Hey, you got nine mil. No, hang up. Yeah. You got nine mil. I mean, he's hearing this a thousand times during the day instead of saying, Hey Jim, how are you today? Oh, you're mm-hmm. good. How you, how are those kids? Oh, you, you had soccer last weekend. How'd that go? And you start having a conversation and then it's like, do you have any, any, any nine million around today? Yeah, we do have some nine mil. Let me get, let me get you, let me get you some because of you taking the time, not treating them, you know, in a bad way, but treating them in a really good, like a human being. There it is. They may call you and say, Hey, I found some nine mil. Do you guys want it? Here's a little thing just to put, kind of summarize what you just said. The best companies work to make their brand be more human. And what you just said is a perfect example of what it would look like. Get to know people, see them as a human being, interact with them. You know, it's all about the relationship. And so it just goes so far. And that's how you become more human-like. And it doesn't, it, and you can even accomplish that when you don't even have to be face to face. It can still be through a website. Your brand can be more human based on how you make that experience. Well, yeah, I, I mean, not to only we get in here too, but like the website we built for four girls, anytime someone comes and logs into it, I get a little text that says so and so from Cedar Rapids, Iowa is on your website. Yeah. And I can instantly like have a message with them right now yeah. if I wanted to. Like that's the cool side of it. Like the human side of things we're here. It's a website, it's computer driven, but I can interact with you right now if I, if I wanted to. And I think that's, we need to be more interactive when it comes to taking care of our customers because Absolutely. it's, we live in a world of technology and you can easily get lost in the grand scheme of what that looks like. So mm. it's in there. All right. Well, I'm Jim. I'm Matt. We'll catch you next week. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 podcast. Hey everyone, this is Jim. And Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.